We're about to have the worst podcast we've ever done. <laughs> you don't want to talk about low energy levels. This might be an all-time low. It's not great. Not to amplify that, but I got my COVID and flu vaccine today, so I am super brain foggy. Um, so we're going to have a good time. We're going to have some laughs. I thought you were going to say that you you have COVID, right? <laughs> I was like, just I don't want the vaccine. Just give it to me. Yeah. Just give me just give me COVID. So I don't have to do this. I need an excuse. I'm siding with Aaron Rodgers and RFK Jr. against Maggie <laughs> and Kelsey. Um, somehow I did not contract COVID at, uh, Jackson Hole when there was like hundreds of people from all around the world gathering there. And two of my colleagues got COVID, uh, but oh, wow. Somehow wow. I uh, made it out. I feel like when you're an award winner, it kind of like shields you from any illnesses. You get like a grace period for like a week, which congratulations, by the way, Thank I'd love you. to hear yeah. more about this film in a totally organic segue. <laughs> Shameless plug time. Sure, let's, let's knock it out. Uh, yeah, it's called Nkashi, Race for the Okavango. Uh, still not available publicly in the U.S. However, it is airing on Nat Geo Africa and Middle East and Europe. Um, but yeah, it's about polars in Botswana. They have these dugout canoes called Makoro that they, their main form of transportation on the Okavango Delta Riverways. And they started doing this annual race called the Nkashi Classic. Um, and so, this, yeah, the film follows three polars competing and stuff happens along the way and you'll have to see to find out what. But yeah, we Dang. won um, we won best original music score and we beat. Nice. Uh, you might have heard this guy's name before, Hans Zimmer. We beat him. Uh, oh, fuck off, Hans. Not, not super familiar with his work. Like, do you have any examples? <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> <laughs> Most well known for Womp Womp. Um, yeah, so no, it was great. Yeah, the two composers that accepted the award are from uh, Botswana and South Africa, respectively, and it's gonna like amazing severely change their lives and careers for the better. Um, so pretty, pretty awesome, incredible. So, when is it gonna be? Av- I am going to Europe in January. Am I gonna have to find it there? I mean, we're wait- at some point it'll be on Nat Geo's YouTube. There's just a lot of legal red tape that we're still trying to get through here, but uh, and mm. also like Disney Plus keeps like being wishy-washy about whether or not they want it um so i think we're still kind of waiting to see if they'll ever make a decision on that but anyway i'll let you know please do yeah not that it's a volatile time in any kind of film or television so (laughs) i mean you see a24 they're going mainstream so excited for that (laughs) yeah i guess they were tired of movies losing 35 million (laughs) (laughs) they're like all right enough passion projects let's get let's get some explosions Let's get some superheroes. Fuck Ari Aster. Let's bring in uh, James Gunn. Oh, my God. <laughs> Michael Bay. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, do you have anything to plug, Jeff? Are we gonna Are we gonna plug things? Have you guys seen the the movie The Terminal? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jeff. You wanna, you wanna tell us a little bit about what you've been working on lately with The Terminal. Yeah, uh, five years ago, as in lately. Uh, um, for those uh, movie viewers who are visually impaired, there is a service called Audio Description where a voiceover describing the action will be laid over the movie and punctuate the dialogue, creating a full narrative experience. Yours truly voiced some of those films, including the very good, fuck you, Dustin, The Terminal. Which is on Amazon Prime, and you can rent it for $1.54. Uh, 
I will see none of that money at all. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're not part of the WGA and you do not get royalties based on success. That is true. Uh, And I don't even think voice actors in that capacity have their own union. Mm -hmm. Um, So they should probably get on that. They should get on that. What are they doing? (sighs) Being bozos. Right? Everything should be union. Everything should be anti-AI, et cetera, et cetera. I could go on for hours. but Careful. You're going to get assassinated. Good. Oh, my God. Good. <laughs> you think I want to live in this world? Every every morning I wake up and open X, a.k.a. formerly known as Twitter, and just immediately go, everything is the worst thing that's ever happened. Yeah. I had to professionally mention Twitter today, and I had I was like, oh, I'm going to be professional and say X. And I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever had to do. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> So stupid. I liked your I liked your tweet, Brandon, about uh, how awful how awful the app so, is. <laughs> all I want to do is like click on a post and read comments, and then it's just all blue check marks. And I'm like, well, I forgot. I don't care what any of these people have to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just pretty dumb. Bad. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, but at least our fantasy teams are doing great. <laughs> I still have to introduce us. That was the cold open. All right, let's let's uh. Head out on yonder to the plains of the great west here in cheap beer. I already forgot. What is our... Uh... Rootness, tootness. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but, I, but I get thrown with where the X is put in cheap beer. It, throw, it throws me every time I see it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. The rootness, tootness... Fantasy Football League out here in the Wild West. Very excited tonight to welcome in my co-hosts, Jeffrey Sweatrag Kimball. Uh, not unionized, but very excited to be here. World famous scab, Jeff Kimball. <laughs> I've gotten more work than I have in years. <laughs> Thriving. Business is booming. For the record, I am joking and do not condone any scabbing or union busting of any kind. <laughs> I'm cutting that out. You're not going to make it far prospecting for gold this year, town. Um, we also have on the line Dustin Sylvia. Hi. Hi, Dustin. <laughs> Howdy, partner. Howdy. Um, so tonight, excited to have all of y'all here in the rootinest tootinest cheap beer fantasy football league podcast for another great episode i know it's been quite some time so very excited to get all y'all back in our favorite one horse town and get talking about fantasy football scotty boy let's hear some cheap beer boy concerns yeah the cheap beer league boys are a little concerned the Cheap Beer League boys are a little concerned. The Cheap Beer League boys are a little concerned. The Cheap Beer League boys are a little concerned. To fantasy football and to the weekly podcast. Grab yourself a brew from the discount rack. Nothing's wrong with From the discount rack. Nothing's wrong with From the discount rack. You know how you roll, Brandon. From the discount rack. All the guys from the Cheap Beer League. I mean, as cheap as they are. Cheap Beer Boys. Cheap, Cheap Beer Boys. Cheap Beer Boys. Hope you like the show.
who wants to go first? Do we want to go depressing, depressing, or depressing? How big of a D depressing do we want to talk? I think with the natural progression, it should go Dustin, me, Brandon. Love it. Let's start real depressing. The Olave Garden sounds like it might have burned down. Yeah. Um, The Olave Garden's on fire and there's no escape. Everyone who's trapped in the burning building that is the Olave Garden uh, has third degree burns and cannot find the fire exit. People that I have lost in the span of two weeks uh, include T. Higgins, Javante Williams, James Conner went to IR, Justin Jefferson went to IR, and wait, update today, two more people have succumbed to the fire at the Garden, uh, Chris Olave and Darren Waller, neither of them practiced and are questionable to play week six. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, and that doesn't even mention week one when fucking J.K. Dobbins tore his Achilles. So yeah. Oh, that's true. All in all, that's a total of about seven starters that I've lost in five weeks. Uh, Vibes are not great. Don't really know what to do. It feels like I've never felt so hopeless so quick in all my years of playing fantasy. I don't know if there's a way out of this besides tanking. Uh, But Kevin seems to be (laughs) like at the forefront of the tank race. Yeah, so I'm like, because of that, I'm almost like, well, if I just wait it out, then maybe other people's players will get hurt. Kevin will get last in the division and I might sneak in as a three seed. So I don't know. I mean, I'll use this as a time to plug like a fire sale on my injured players. If anyone who's doing good wants to like, I don't know, trade for Justin Jefferson for cheap and just kind of stash him until he gets healthy. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not sure who would want to do that, but I'm open to any and all offers, uh, low balls and otherwise. What is it going to take for you to embrace the tank? Is it going to be a loss next week? A couple losses in a row? What's it going to be? I think if I end up having a worse record than Kevin (laughs) at some point, because the man just traded away his two best players. If in like two weeks, I'm still a lower seed than he is, then I'm going to have to seriously start thinking about two weeks. Yeah. All right. Jeff, do you think we could get our sound engineer to splice in Dustin saying on our first pod, this is the best team I've ever drafted. It was. That's what's sad. Is like, I think it's a fucking great team when they're healthy and they just all, you know, they died. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's more of you putting a curse on your team mm. with that. This is, this is why I hate the draft our first pod because you're just setting yourself up for failure and curses <laughs> and jinxes. So next time we do it, I'm just going to sit here silently when it comes to talking about my team. <laughs> you should just give yourself a bad grade. That's the key. I give myself an F every time. To be like, none of the choices I made were good. So yeah. I mean, the only good fair. thing that's come out of this is we all picked Kevin to get last place in the division. And I still think that's now that he's tanking highly likely. So at least we might get that right. Yeah, we'll get into that too, I feel like. But um, I, I just feel like you probably could have had some inspectors come in, check the Olave Garden. Make sure it was up to code. Sounds like you you skimped on that. You were too highly anticipating those breadsticks. We cut corners uh, for sure. Um, It was like the bear where we couldn't figure out how to fix the fire system. (laughs) Except we didn't (laughs) succeed in time like they did. You didn't put limits on your online orders and got about 200 in the span of 10 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, the receipt machine is just... (laughs) Yeah, it's not good. The vibes are bad. Oof. Help. But has there been an, a worse injury week than last week? 
Are you just are you just bogarting my my? <laughs> I just was concern? asking you the question. <laughs> I didn't know if you had an answer. Hey, do you guys think there's been a worse injury week than last week? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I was I, I opened up Twitter in the morning. Sorry, X, and uh, just saw so many tweets about Jefferson Connor, everybody, and it was like I've never seen anything like that in like the entirety of cheap beer. Kelsey, yeah. So, yeah, I guess that's my concern, is that what a whirlwind of an awful week. And sorry, Dustin, you got the brunt of it. Mm, I'm not that sorry. Yeah, the only one I didn't have was uh, A-Chan, who, Mm -hmm. that might be the saddest one. Well, I think Jefferson's the saddest, but A-Chan's been so fucking fun to watch that that one really hurts. Even though I'm playing against him this week, so actually, (laughs) couldn't have come at a better time. (laughs) Um, Does it mean that these teams really need to get natural grass? So that's yes. what I keep reading about. It's yeah. like the turf is killing them. That and was Jefferson slipped on the turf. It's just crazy to me that these owners are going to spend millions of dollars on all these players and then have them play on a surface that is just going to destroy their knees. Every single joint. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't understand it. Like, Isn't that an investment you would want to make to make sure that your players are not going to get hurt? I would think so. That's what I think, Jeff. I think that's a, I think that's a really good point. Um but the avarice and greed of those in charge has no limits, so we will never see the right things done for the people who need it most. You don't think the Swifties are going to get it to happen? If anybody could. If anybody could. <laughs> it's them. It's just weird to me. I don't understand it. I don't understand why you wouldn't want to protect your investment by investing in grass instead of turf. It's just so weird to me. I don't know. It's annoying. So mine is a two-parter. I'm concerned that random players like HN keep going off. Um, DJ Moore, for instance, last week. Uh, if you looked at our previous like big hitter weeks, it's usually by the studs. Um, and I know this was a concern that Jeff had last year around the studs just not being studly. Um, but I also feel like uh, it's really frustrating to just see random players go off. Like... Tyreek Hill, Kamara, Mixon, Lockett, Jonathan Taylor, Josh Jacobs, Jamar Chase, Derrick Henry are all the top. But I feel like over the past couple of weeks, it's just been random players. Yeah. On the plus side, I'm learning a lot of new names. Like I never would have thought Jaleel McLaughlin would be somebody that I'd be relying on for, for a week of fantasy. But right. I think it's just more opportunities, more injury, more opportunities. And you kind of really see how much talent there is in the NFL that these guys who would never sniff the field are now like putting up big numbers. I mean, the studs are, are doing just fine this year. You know, like chase finally turned it on last week as I know all too well. Fucking finally. (laughs) (laughs) Tyreek Hill has been the best receiver in football. Like I, I feel like it's been pretty spread around. And then you mentioned like DJ Moore. Like, I don't even think that's random. It's like that he's the guy there and Justin Fields can only throw 10 passes a game and they're all going to him. So it kind of <laughs> kind of see that coming. You know, you do the math and it's like, well, there's a reason he's the one. I don't know, man. Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua is the number three. Well, you know, like the rookies are fucking hitting, man. The rookies are bussing. I don't know what yeah. to tell you. I don't even remember him in college football. He was on BYU. You could, I, you could have told me any school, and it's just crazy. Kyron Williams? Never heard of him Kyron until Kyron Williams. Mm-hmm. No. But maybe McVay. It's probably the coaches, dude. Like, McVay is really fucking good. McDaniel is really fucking good. 
Uh, Shanahan gets good play out of random people. I think it's the good coaches are, are able to, you know, play to the randos, quote unquote, strengths and uh, mm-hmm. use them to their advantage. And it works. I, I also think it makes fantasy more challenging and more fun. You have to take these gambles on these guys that you have no clue if they're going to pay off or not. But you don't really have a choice because your first round pick is out. So I, I think it's interesting. It's, it, it elevates the strategy. It's the same rationale of what, why I love tight end so much. Oh, you, God. <laughs> Brandon, you must be. Can we do a quick aside here? How much yeah, do you love now. Sam Laporta? The Porter? Give it up, man. Sam the Porter Laporta. Uh, <laughs> love him. Uh, I also just love that the only reason I have him was because Mark Andrews was hurt week one when I was playing Roach, and I just picked up the tight end that I thought he would try to pick up to replace and now he's my star again proving why tight ends are stupid and you shouldn't draft one because you can just randomly hit on sam the porter laporta it's fun you're wrong he's awesome he is awesome he looks amazing he's so good but this all comes back to the reason i'm not tanking quite yet is because of the randomness i think everyone's in it it's so early. It's season so long. So many people can get hurt. There's going to be so many more randoms we never heard of in the next few weeks getting a chance. And it ain't over till it's over, except for Kevin. It's so true. Um, but it, I, it does segue into my last point, which is the league is super top heavy, which I this is specific, obviously, to the, the rootinous, tootinous uh, fantasy football league in the West. But when I when the power rankers came back with their rankings um, earlier this week, it was so obvious who the top four teams were. Everyone else is two and three. It's just it feels like there are four really good teams this year and everyone else is just like. Somewhere at the bottom. So it's just like the NFL. It's perfect. <laughs> it's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. I don't feel like it's as exciting. I have a feeling that things are really going to even out as the year progresses. You think so? Yeah, it's been re- it's been so weird to start this year, and things have been so volatile and random and erratic and surprising. And I feel like inherently, with just the length of the season, it's all just going to normalize, and then everything's going to get closer. I don't know. I mean, like two teams are five and zero. Oh. Like, yeah, that's, I don't think that's ever happened in our league. I just I'm not a fan of the super top heaviness of our league. <laughs> it just feels like there's a lot of bad fantasy football teams. Well, especially if Kevin keeps trading his best players to the person who's five and zero. Yeah. You know what? I I want to enjoy this now because fucking Kevin is going to win the championship next year. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So pissed off at that. I already, as soon as he got the second, I was like, God damn it! <laughs> Here we go again. He definitely is. <laughs> we'll talk about that trade in another segment. But let, before we do that, let's talk about the state of the pod. Yay. West. 902 downloads, 42 more than our last episode. Whoa. Pretty good. We're almost at 50. Uh, we'll probably need like three or four episodes this year to hit 1,000. Listen, downloads. Cool. So after this, we'll do just like a year wrap up and then we'll, we'll, we'll be good. <laughs> no. I kid. Singapore and Brazil were added to our list of countries. I assume the Brazil is from Sean. I really hope so. Or if not, maybe he got someone in Brazil to download it. That would be hilarious. That's all he was doing down there was advocating <laughs> for the cheap beer pod. I love it. Singapore. I don't know how. We could have gotten Singapore. Well, that's a uh, that's like a fly through country. So 
probably someone at the airport who was catching up on their cheap beer. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> catching up. <laughs> Got to get all those jokes in. I always like to picture when it's like a random country, like somebody's like searching fantasy football and like, oh, I'd love to get some like solid good advice on fantasy. And then they choose <laughs> us accidentally. <laughs> Five minutes in, they're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> They've been talking about Crisco for 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the Ikea uh, bed pole. There's an audience for it. There definitely is. I mean, oh, that yeah. was our most listened to episode for a long time. Cool. That's all I got from for a state of the pod. It's pretty good. Like a, yeah, pretty good. More countries, a lot of listens. We'll hit a thousand this year. That's pretty, pretty nice. But now it's time to open up a segment that is common throughout our years here as a cheap beer podcast. It is a walk around the trade block. <laughs> So I'm imagining like a really old Western town. It's all just saloons. Yeah. One after the other. Ooh, and, that could be fun. Right. Really decrepit at the end where the Autobots are and now where Eaton Ass is. And then there's like the really nice saloons. And there's the one that's on fire. And that's the 11. <laughs> there's the uh, one that's on fire that wasn't up to code. We could do... We could do the trade block saloon and the Autobots are shit-faced in the corner throwing up on themselves. And then uh, Amon Nom 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 is like buying everyone drinks. Yeah, exactly. That's where all the rich people from back east, when they're trying to see what the west looks like, come and stay. And then they stay away from the Autobots area in the Olave Garden. <laughs> the Olave Garden. <laughs> Sorry, Dustin. Three trades. Um just to kind of re re up the pre-draft trade uh, of uh, me getting Brandon Ayuk and Brandon Cooks and Brian getting Justin Herbert, I feel like it's a pretty even trade. Probably, mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like that's a pretty even one. Yeah, Ayuk's been awesome. He looks really. Yeah, good. he's great. Oh, he's great. I love it. Cooks is kind of a nothing commodity, but yeah, I don't have him. Yeah, but you just had to hit yeah. on one of them, and you did. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Exactly. And Herbert's been what QB two of the year. QB3. That high, really? Nice. No, I lied. What QB is he? Oh, nine. Just kidding. Wow. (laughs) Where do you get your facts? I don't know. (laughs) Not there. Russell Wilson is QB5. (laughs) That's how you know fantasy football is broken. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh. I will say that fumble to end the game last week was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. That was hilarious. Well, when you're down 70 points, you have to throw. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's not really his fault. It's mostly the defense being terrible. Maybe the worst defense I've seen in years. <laughs> yeah. Just pretty much get running backs that are matchup dependent on playing the Broncos. It's just wild. I will say, just <laughs> the wide gap in talent in the NFL has made it, Brandon, you know this, very easy to do. We do a weekly Survivor Pick'em League. And you just pick whoever's playing the Panthers or the Broncos, and you're it's mm-hmm. it's uh, a flawless Done. strategy. <laughs> I haven't I haven't sweat a bead of sweat all season. Yeah, I really haven't either. There haven't been any of mine that I've been like, oh shit, that was a... the f- week one. I picked the Commanders. Me too. But after that, I learned yeah. my lesson. Yeah, but we got that out of the way. Like, yeah. they might not win another game this year, so good for us. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, talk about the trade that broke Kevin. Uh, good job, Sweat Rag. Uh, <laughs> Najee Harris and Joshua Palmer for Brees Hall, which, uh, yeah, was terrible. Was terrible <laughs> trade. Not for me. <laughs> Jeff, what was his – do you have any insight into this? What was his – does he think Najee was like gonna explode at some point? Because no one saw any evidence of that. It was it was surprising. Um, I obviously I picked up Josh on waivers and then immediately put him on the trade block. <laughs> and and then Kevin texted me as he does, uh, and he was uh, and then he actually floated that trade. And then I had to like calm myself down and like take a lap and then be like, yeah, that sounds cool. Uh, and then I waited nervously for him to accept and then celebrate when he did. And then Brees Hall immediately pulled off a 40-yard touchdown run like the day after. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> I will tell you, even just getting off Najee was so worth it. He's yeah. so <laughs> bad. He's so bad. He's so bad. He runs with jeans on. Yeah. It's just Now, who do you think is worse, Najee Harris or Ramondre Stevenson? Oh, Najee. It's, it, it's not Stevenson's fault. Like, th- there's nothing going right for that offense. But Najee just has no, like, burst. He just go like he he's got one speed and he kind of like waddle runs it. It's like three or four yards every play, and it, part of it is Matt Canada is like the worst offensive coordinator in the history of the universe. But no, I just don't think he has that talent. So I was very happy to get off him. I'm glad. I'm proud Thanks, of you. Man. I did it. Yeah, good good fleecing. Fleece for Brees. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, fleece for. Brees. I like that. Or Brees is fleece. The Brees fleece. Yeah, <laughs> the Brees fleece. I like that. I like that a lot. And he broke him because afterwards he trades Amari Cooper. Nope. No, sorry. He trades a Diggs and <laughs> nope. an eighth for Cooper in a second. I have to admit, I think Joel gave up a lot. He did. He did. Yeah, but Diggs, like if, if Joel wants amazing. to win this year, I think that was a massive upgrade. Yeah, but a second rounder? I don't know. It, listen, this is the league we're in now. You You go all in and then you hope to God that. It works out, and next year maybe he's gonna tank, and then it, him and Kevin just might be opposite years, you know? Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> Is that collusion? The classic Apple move. It might be a little. Yeah, bit. it yeah. might be. That, <laughs> it a might little, be a little Apple collusion. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. Um, but yeah, getting Diggs. Uh, Diggs is phenomenal. I'm not thrilled. I'm playing Joel this oh week. Oh my God! Not thrilled about that one. Thought I might have a chance. Um, and then another trade, which I didn't even realize happened until like partway through today when I was like, oh, there's another trade here. Um, Dan coming in hot, also going all in uh, after getting man of the week, feeling like he needs to make a move. Uh, that trade has not gone through yet, but it will uh, later tonight. Kevin is trading Etienne and Mitchell and a sixth rounder for Mixon and a fourth rounder. That feels more fair to me than the Diggs trade. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dan's not losing much at all to get ETN, who is a top five running back right now. So good yeah. for Dan, man. That's a huge move. I would give up a fourth any day for that. And he gets a sixth back. Right? Jesus. I know. I don't, I don't, I feel like Joel has to be uh, frustrated that he had to give up a second <laughs> to get Diggs. Like Cooper isn't obviously as good as Diggs, but he's still a, decent wide receiver i feel like yeah but as, if watson keeps getting hurt or sucking mm-hmm. it really hurts cooper yeah i think that offense is just and if the refs keep on taking away his touchdowns 
that'll yeah. that'll kill him. But I also just feel like it, for me personally, it's too early to go like give up draft picks to go all in for because you never know who's going to get hurt, and then you've given up your second or your fourth. There, like you said earlier, Dustin, there's a lot of football left to get played, and kind of making that jump. I get it. Like Joel's five and zero. Oh, Dan seems very likely to be locked into a playoff spot, but you never know that you know, your whole team could get hurt. I just don't get no, it. No, I agree. I think it's far too early to take a second round swing. Yeah, Diggs could get hurt next week. Like, dude, they're dropping like flies. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have confidence <laughs> anyone's going to stay healthy. So, yeah, good luck, Joel. But, but, can, but can we bring it back to uh, remember we decided in the offseason that we weren't going to trade with Kevin? The man's made three <laughs> trades. What are we doing? Yeah, he's the only one. God, we suck. <laughs> Oh, he can't stop. Himself. I had to do what I had to do. I have no regrets about that. That yeah. that was that was necessary. Yeah, you broke him. I just love that Najee broke him. That's really what it was. It wasn't that you broke him. Najee broke him. <gasps> Najee's like the cancer, the cancer of cheating. Yeah. Oh my god. He really is. Oh. I love it. He's like Trent Richardson. Oh. I also don't understand why Kevin's tanking so hard. He's two and three. Yeah. Like he could have. His team I was pretty good. He had Etienne and Diggs. That's all I would need to feel like I had a chance. Yeah, I didn't get it at all. And he has Tua. Yeah. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like pretty good team. I, I didn't understand why he just like gave up. It just felt like he was trying to find a way to give. You up. know this asshole is going to get a playoff spot, right? You know this <laughs> is going to happen. <laughs> Somehow he's going to turn all of his gained picks. He's going to then trade them away and get like. I don't know, Tyreek Hill from Tim. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, like He's going to find a way to turn this back around, and we're all going to be like, God okay, damn it. it now happened. we have the mandate of you can't trade with Kevin. Now, <laughs> yeah. starting now. He needs to sit with the shit team that he's gathered together. I know. And deal with the consequences. Do we, like, do we recognize teams that win one year and then immediately get last the next year? I feel like there should be an asterisk next to uh, the You mean like Sean? <laughs> yeah. Like, the goal is to win and then not get last is sort yeah. of how I feel. I feel like if you won, you won. Kind of like whatever. Yeah, but we need to we need to have these people do punishments. Sean needs to get that big-ass Noggin Boss hat. Ace mm-hmm. hat. Jeff, can you figure that out? Yep, I'm on it. Roach needs to get spanked in public <laughs> 300 times. I, I'm on that. I live in Portland yeah, now. Yeah, get his ass. Literally. Yeah, I literally will. <laughs> Getting last three times needs to be a very special punishment. So we should make him wear his like cum covered shirt without getting washed like out in public and try to like hit on women or something. It'd be really funny. Wait, hold on. Is this, is this part of his life that he just has like a jizz shirt? It's the Antonio Brown shirt oh, that he had to buy. Oh, oh, oh. And he okay. used it. He openly admitted to using it as a cum rag. And now I think we should make him wear it after it's been used. <laughs> Seems proper. So gross. So gross. Roach, I'll buy you a roll of paper towels. <laughs> <laughs> we were doing so good keeping this pg until then i'm sorry it's more fun this way <laughs> yeah that's okay i put explicit on every episode yes, as you, you absolutely should <laughs> absolutely should do that <laughs> for those singaporean listeners um all right on to the hooch update uh hooch I wanna go home. I wanna go home. 
I want to shout out Austin Street uh, Brewery in Portland, Maine. Love it. Uh, I've gotten multiple four packs from there. Just a great all-around brewery. Highly recommend if you are in the Portland, Maine area, uh, Austin Street. Two thumbs way up. What's your favorite of theirs? Um, they have a West Coast IPA. I'm a big West Coast Ooh. IPA guy. But now it's getting colder, so i got to transition away from that. Porter and stout uh, time. Yeah, exactly. Um, so shout out to them for helping make a move somewhat bearable. Oh, nice. Dustin, I saw you're drinking those Topo Chico seltzers. Those are real good. Yeah, shout out Topo Chico. I'm drinking a tangy lemon lime. Um, actually, the reason I'm drinking this is because today at work, we had a fun little party for to celebrate Latin American Heritage Month. Love that. Uh, and so we were drinking Coronas, Topo Chicos. I did a little salsa dancing lesson on the patio. Oh. It was a lovely time. And Topo Chico, fantastic seltzer. Highly recommend. So good. The non-alcoholic and alcoholic varieties, all delicious. Yes. Jeff, what about you? Uh, so I, I don't know if it's going to make it in the pot, but I got my COVID and flu vaccine today. So I am stone cold sober. Uh, but shout out to, uh, tea. Tea is really good. And I like it. Throat coat, especially. I have like a, uh, immune system stress relief tea that I really like. A green tea, super antioxidant tea, which is really good. Um, so yeah, they're lovely. Um, and even without a shot of whiskey in them, they're pretty good. Over 250 dishes made fresh from scratch every day. The Cheesecake Factory. Dustin, are you presenting a cheesecake bet? There was a poll. Oh, yeah. Is it an official cheesecake bet? Yes, it is, but Tim fucked up, and I didn't realize this until... Of course. Wow, surprise of the century. Jose said something like, oh, what a crazy cheesecake bet. And I, because the bet was in person. Tim and I made this bet at uh, Sarah Appleby's shout out's wedding. Congratulations to her. Congrats, congrats. Congrats, Um, congrats. But we, because we were playing each other and it was, yeah, we have Higgins. I have Higgins, he has Ridley. Uh, But the bet we made was end of season who would score the most points because I was deciding between Higgins and Ridley in the draft and he, whatever. But the way he posted it in the poll made it sound like just that week who would score more. And I believe the winner was Ridley with seven and Higgins had like four. So yeah, it was (laughs) quite a barn burner. But the official bet is end of season total. Uh, So Ridley is far outscoring Higgins at this point because Higgins posted a zero week one and was hurt. Two weeks later, so yeah, not going great there, but plenty of time for Ridley to get hurt and Higgins to bounce back. So I'll keep you posted. Or Ridley to start gambling on himself Ooh. again. That's true. Yeah. The man can't resist. Yeah. He can't resist. Who can? It's just so much fun. Brandon, I don't know if we want to uh, if <laughs> officialize this cheesecake bet that we made, which was I bet that Brock Purdy would be benched by week nine, and currently he looks like <laughs> a top five quarterback. In the NFL, so. <laughs> I forgot about <laughs> that. That's a, I'll check that off as a loss. <laughs> I forgot we made that. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, wow. He's a top five quarterback right behind Russell Wilson <laughs> in fantasy. Brock Perry. That's great. Big cock Brock. Yeah, he he looks awesome. That Dallas game, my God. Mm. He looked amazing. I mean, it's hard not to look awesome in that offense. Yeah. That's so true. There's so Dude, many weapons. Uh, taking Jefferson over McCaffrey might haunt me for two years. <laughs> I mean, it's not as bad as drafting Najee Harris over Austin Eckler. Thanks for that. That was great. <laughs> I, I remember, I'll never forget getting that text from you, and I was like, yes, you should do that. 
Please, <laughs> please make this pick. <laughs> and then I learned that you should just never trust your gut and just trust what everyone else says. And that's why I picked Christian McCaffrey. Especially in the first round. Yeah. And why you don't draft Mark Andrews. So I didn't include the comment that was left as part of the most recent pod because um, you might have remembered I floated in a segment any ideas for new segments for our podcast and wanted to get listener feedback. Uh, so the segment idea from Xperin was Little House on the Parody, a parody. What what do we do with that? What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know I thought you were going to explain this, Brandon. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, this will be. How am I supposed to explain it? That's that's what's written. Little House on the Parody. Is there a parody? Something about like. I I, I can't even do it. I don't know. I got got nothing. (laughs) When Jeff is stumped, you know it's fucked up. Tim, help us, please. I implore you. Yeah. What what does this segment need to have? Um, Because. um... Sounds like a fun pun. I like it, but like, what the fuck, Tim? Yeah, Little House on the Parody, a parody. That's the segment idea. And I think it was up to us to come with ideas. Oh, he was saying it like a prompt? Uh, that's his idea for a segment. <laughs> and then we have to fill the segment with talking. I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just move on. All right, that has been Little House on the Parody, a parody. <laughs> <laughs> This is why Tim's never on the podcast. <laughs> you imagine? <laughs> uh, let's go to some awards. Men of the Weeks, New Asgard Kings at 154, Wild Wild Wario at 168, Coitus Martin 173, and Gronk Smash 157. All in the 150s. No one breaking 180 yet, so see if anyone can do that. Deadass last over the last couple weeks. Eating ass at seventy nine. <laughs> the name fits so well now. It does. I mean, he's gonna have to get rid of it now, though. <laughs> I think it's funnier. Let's see. Change it to like, eating ass instead of etienne. Yeah. Ass. <laughs> yeah. I think so. Uh, the Washington Charmanders with a hundred and six. That's a high scored week. Yeah, dead ass last was hundred and six. That's pretty good. Mason Crosby goes west at eighty four and. The Alave Garden at 74. Oh. Yikes. Oh. Do you guys want to do some power rankings? I do. I always want to do some power rankings. I was going to say, uh, with Joel's new addition, I wouldn't be surprised if he's the first to break 180. Yeah. Feels inevitable. I hope he loses this week. Just to... I hope he loses the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stupid idiot. <laughs> Big jerk. <laughs> well, he's playing you, Brandon, so I guess it's up to you. I know. Come on, Brandon. You can do it. Please. We're going back to Joe Burrow. Hopefully he's back. Did you start him last week? No. Oof. Yeah, I wouldn't have won anyways, um, mm. so I don't feel bad. Uh, because Christian McCaffrey didn't get his normal 35. When that <laughs> doesn't happen. It's hard to... What's his What's his record? Like, how many games in a row has he scored a touchdown? It's like 15 at this point, right? 
Yeah. Just yeah. monstrous. It's he's incredible. He's so good. I it, read a tweet that if you put ten dollars fifteen weeks ago that he'd put a get a touchdown and you kept putting the money you won in every week, you'd be like a millionaire. So that's cool. Fuck. That's so easy. Why didn't I do that? <laughs> <laughs> what better time to start than now and then just no, no, now it's <laughs> too late. <Damn> it. <laughs> um he's just amazing to watch every time he runs though i, I every minute i'm like please don't be hurt please don't be hurt please don't be hurt please get up <laughs> oh it's coming yeah i know and when that happens my my season's just over because he's so good no yeah Number 12, from the Power Rankers, um, out in the middle of the desert, uh, they sent by Pony Express the rankings to us, so we will read them here. Shocking. Number 12, the Olave Garden. <gasps> Thoughts on being last. Well, I, I, was this made before Kevin traded away his entire team? <laughs> uh, it was made before the yeah, my note on him was about tra- uh, Travis Etienne, so yes, well, it was. There you go. I mean, I, I hope that maybe I can get bumped up to 11 after that, but uh, I don't know really what else to say. <laughs> my whole team is hurt. Uh, I get, like, uh, You know, I'm distraught, but the good news is fantasy basketball starts on Friday. So. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> so at least I guess I have we won't be doing another pod. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, hey, I'm happy to uh, be an objective observer for the rest of the season. No, I mean, let's see. You put Kyron's song. Um, I, I, is that a pun for like the siren yeah. song of my season? Is, oh, is Kyron Williams? Yeah. Yeah. Thank um, you. That's clever. That pretty funny. Love, love me some Kyron Williams. He's been a bright spot in an otherwise very dreary season. I, uh, I don't know. Anyone else want to talk? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my only note was I tried to do one positive, one negative for each team, and the only positive I could find on your team was Kyron Williams. <laughs> I just feel bad. Like, what terrible luck. Just want to give you a hug. That's all right. You can <laughs> stay over there. Wow. wow. Is COVID free? Yeah, dude. Uh, right. I've, ne- I've never been more available to hug in my entire life than right now. <laughs> All right, bring it in, sweat boy. We got any other? How's Lamar Jackson doing? Uh, pretty good. I mean, last week he sucked ass, but the three weeks before that he looked great. So you know, pretty typical Lamar, up and down. Actually, he's got he's got some good matchups coming up. Lamar, Tennessee, Detroit, Arizona, Seattle. Ooh. Uh, four questionable defenses. Uh, it could be some shootouts. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, if you make it to the playoffs, <laughs> it's all green, according to. Uh, sleeper, except for San Fran week 16. Every other defense he plays is terrible. Yeah, another, speaking of defense, I've got the Bills and the Chiefs defenses, so that's cool. <laughs> They're both pretty good. <laughs> um, listen, I'm trying All to right, let's transition. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, one, the last thing I'll say is all of my injuries, none of them are season ending, which is good and bad, right? It's bad because I can't really drop anyone, so it's just hogging mm. space on my bench. But it's good in that if I can somehow manage to stay in the running for the three seed, that maybe if I can make a push to the playoffs, uh, my team could be full strength by then. We'll see. That's really all I'm hanging on to at this point. Yeah, well, I mean, very fair. Bengals seem like they're getting it together, so T. Higgins might be might be a nice little slot in there. Javante's back, so you know there's some upside, man. So keep that smile on your face. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, Brian Robinson's a RB two. 
So yeah, he's he's. I love Bullet Train. Also, um, even with all these injuries, I'm still projected to get 115 points this week. So that's saying something. That's pretty good. That's not there bad for a shitty team. Yeah, with food poisoning at the garden. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number eleven, the Autobots. Uh, everyone's uh, picked to get last. I will say. Um, for all the shitting on this team, at least he is active on the waiver wire still. Uh, I was kind of expecting just like a, a quiet ghost of the season, but he's still uh, putting claims in every week. I have to admit, Kenneth Williams is doing a lot better than I thought he would. I thought he would be decent, but he is really good. But then like the rest of his team, I don't really know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cup is back, so... That's that's something. Uh, he's starting Kyle Pitts, which who's getting outscored by Jonu Smith. So that's good. For him. That's good for him. <laughs> and Zach Moss might be a real thorn in Jonathan Taylor's side. Uh, he's actually continuing to get some touches, which is good for Autobots. Yeah, um, it last week. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like this is not going to be a playoff team, as we talked about in our last pod. But could make some noise. Could cause some trouble for some better teams. Uh, very underwhelmed by Derrick Henry's year up to this point. But he's got an incredible playoff schedule, like the easiest that comes. So I think he's really – and he's always been a late starter, so I think he's going to pick it back up as the year progresses. That's a good point. Thanks, man. Yeah, I think Jose's team, uh, the starting lineup's not terrible. It's pretty decent. There's some big studs there, but his bench is brutal. So the bye weeks are going to hit him hard, and if he gets any more injuries, that might be the, uh, the siren song bring it back <laughs> I love it I love it um, but at least he has Justin Tucker no I'm kidding <laughs> yeah he's got Justin Tucker and the San Fran defense which both fantastic auto pick picks mm, Justin Tucker is kicker number 29 <laughs> don't don't think so Never mind. Take it that, wow that's funny that's because the Ravens cannot fucking score or they just score touchdowns, and so it's like, well, that's one point. Number 10, the Washington Charmanders. Uh, this is a team that had multiple picks during the draft, um, not just in his order, but uh, he he had traded for additional picks from Nick. Definitely needs Saquon back. And the thing that struck me about this team was I didn't feel like there were any studs beyond Saquon. Like, you know, usually there's you hit on someone late that turns into a stud or your second round pick is still really good, but they're all just like fine. And I think that's where he's ends up struggling and why he's, I think, a league worst uh, one in four. I mean, Andrews has picked it back up. I think he's going to be he's going to continue to be like a really solid floor, but he needs to get rid of every Patriots running back he has on his team. They they need to they need to go immediately. Sell sell low on Ramondre, I guess, and just I don't know why Zeke is there. There's nothing going on there. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it it seems like a very floor team. Nobody's going to explode and drop forty. And I'm curious if Saquon. I was curious what you guys thought about this. If Saquon gets traded this year. Oh, interesting. Is that is that on the the Reddit? There are some yeah. grumblings about that on the old Elon Musk X. <laughs> so, wonder where he would go. Where would he get traded to? Who needs a running back? Somewhere with an offensive line. Yeah, that man is just going to keep getting hurt. The Dolphins. Oh my God! Could you fucking imagine? 
They're already trading for Chase Claypool. Why not Saquon? <laughs> two non-wide receivers. <laughs> <laughs> I think his two best picks uh, were the classic Sean rookie picks in uh, Zay Flowers and George Pickens. I think they're both awesome. Mm-hmm. They both look so good. Um, I know Pickens is not a rookie, but second year, whatever. Besides that, uh, reaching for Trevor Lawrence now in retrospect looks like a horrible decision. Uh, he's just been so mediocre um, that I think it, it makes me this season's kind of made me backtrack on whether it's worth it to try to get a good quarterback early. I, I feel like I might go back to waiting until round, you know, eight, nine and picking up a Kirk Cousins who was like QB one for the first three week, three or four weeks. Um, he's QB one right now. There you actually. Go. There you go. Just pick a QB on a garbage defense team that's going to be in shootouts every week. That seems to be the answer. Oops, sorry. QB2. Josh Allen is QB1. Yeah. So, Jalen Hurts, three, two of four. Russell Wilson, five. So, yeah, I think that's fair. I also just think it's proof that you should not draft a tight end that early. Uh, Mark Andrews, as the 13th pick of the draft, I think was a huge, (laughs) huge mistake. Yeah. Yeah, because that's where that's where you have your boom guys, and Mark mm-hmm. Andrews probably will not be a boom guy. No, he will not. Yeah, he could have instead of Andrews taken. Oh no, sorry, he was the first. He was the twelfth overall pick. He could have taken Devonte, Derek, Josh, oh, Gibbs, Woof, Nixon, <laughs> Holmes, Waddle. Actually, no one in this round is any good. Take it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, round two, was, back. round two was a, a fucking horrible round. Yeah. yeah. Adams, Henry, Allen, Gibbs, Mixon, Mahomes, Waddle, Etienne, Aaron Jones, Metcalf, and Higgins. They're like two good picks. It was like if you got a quarterback or Etienne, you're good. Otherwise. Yeah. Not great. Um, all right, number nine, Eaton Ass. Um, Etienne Ass, I, be- I guess I should say it the right way before it changes. This team obviously should go lower, but it does take some time for the Pony Express to make it to the rootinest, tootinest uh, fantasy football league. And um, by the time the rankers got the rankings to us, a lot had changed. Um, my my big note here is uh, he gave up really quick, which we've kind of talked about. But again, he gave up really quick. It's week five. You're two and three. You can make the playoffs. You're tied for a playoff spot, and you're just done. Is a little shocking to me with Kevin. I always feel like there's something going on that we're not aware of, like his elevated fantasy football brain. And then he's just going to like win out the rest of the year. I'm telling you, he's going to flip those picks. He's, he's got GM brain, man. He knows what he's doing. He's going to flip his extra second and fourth for something. And I'm terrified to see what that is. Isn't the rule now though. He can't trade for another pick. No, he can't add any more. So he has two, but he can trade them away to get more uh, other players. Listen, he's not done. That's all I'm saying. Please don't trade with Kevin. I, I can't stress this enough. He's he's in the middle of a, a crazy chess match that we're all just playing checkers. No, I think he's loading up for next year to just prove that he can like go 15 and 0 or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> um but I did love Travis Etienne. I was really surprised. I didn't think he would be as incredible as he is or as durable as he has been. Um He's been really, really good. Did he come off? No, that was Brees Hall who came off the ACL tear. Was Etienne injured last year, or was no? He, uh... he tore his 
Achilles or ACL two years ago. So two years ago. Yeah. Gotcha. But also, Kevin, like you said earlier, Brandy is Tua. Nico Collins was like the steal of the draft. Mike Evans has been great as always. I I've, I really feel like there's something else happening here. I think he's got a <laughs> solid enough team that they're, I don't think he's done. I think uh, he's going to find a way to turn this around. You'll see. I'm already mad. That's crazy. I'm already <laughs> mad too. Etienne had 26 carries for 136 yards and two touchdowns last week. It's just incredible. Um, that was a great job by Dan picking up Etienne. I think that's a huge, yeah. huge pickup. Eighth overall, even though he's one in four, one-eyed Jamar. Brees is unleashed, no longer on a snap count, looks incredible. My only question to you is, you still believe in Tyler Lockett, huh? No. No, I don't. <laughs> uh, that was tough. I didn't realize how brutal that roller coaster was going to be. Going between him and Dobbs is very difficult. Um, but the the Brees Hall trade really altered the locker room chemistry. You know, the vibes are good. Things are trending in an upward direction. Eckler's coming back. Uh, yeah, so I'm feeling good. Might be the best one in four team in fantasy football history. So you never know. Yeah, and you already have one team who's quote unquote either has food poisoning or is on fire. Another team that has given up. <laughs> so you really just have to beat Mason Mason Crosby goes west. Oh Lord. Who doesn't have any running backs. <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't be that difficult of a task. Jeff, your team's fucking awesome. I said it at the beginning of the year and I still believe it. You know what I'm mad at you for? Mm. You took KJ Osborne right in front of me last night. <laughs> I really thought I would get him at four. I'm so mad at you. Jerry Judy was sitting right there for you to take, and you fucking left me with him. I'd much rather have KJ Osborne. <laughs> How about uh, Judy and a third for K- uh, KJ Osborne? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's insulting. Make it so. My question for you, Jeff, is Michael Pittman, do you think he'll be better or worse with uh, Gardner Minshew? Uh, I was just looking at him. I think he's. I yeah. think he's going to be a little worse, just based on the way Minshew plays. Uh, Pittman's never like a uh, like a deep ball like separation mm-hmm. kind of guy, but Minshew always looks for like checkdowns and stuff like that. And Richardson actually could like get the ball into the mid- middle field a little bit. So I don't know. I, I'm definitely concerned about that. I'm just hoping like as Minshew kind of settles into the lead spot, like the offense kind of regulates a little bit because he is the number one guy. Like oh yeah, by yeah. a mile. Yeah, so so I'm hoping it'll even out and just kind of like as there's volatility, um, things have like been inconsistent. But fingers crossed, he's uh he's gonna be the number one stud. But he's staying in the starting lineup for now because that ceiling is too good to resist. Every time I see Pittman's name or see him play, I immediately remember. <laughs> When Kevin was on the podcast this year, and he's like, he just looks slow and lazy. And <laughs> yeah. I, for some reason, that like made me laugh so hard. And now every time I watch him, I'm like, oh, he looks lazy. <laughs> it's such an insulting adjective it for is. an NFL player. <laughs> it really is insulting. Oh, God. It was funny. Uh, Brees Hall, after week seven, has five straight green matchups. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I think uh, I'm really jealous. I'm about to go on a run, my friend. Yeah. No, don't say nice things. So. This is how I started one and four. It's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, your your flex is definitely an area that you need to improve on. Thank um, you. Tyler Lockett is is not it. No. 
I think KJ Osborne's gonna be the guy. Look out. We'll see. He might be. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how him and Addison play together. But uh Yeah. Well. That's right. Ooh. I should make a trade offer to Tim for Addison before this airs. All right, let's go. <laughs> Here, quick pause. Do it right now. <laughs> maybe he doesn't. Maybe he hasn't checked the news. And he doesn't know Jefferson's hurt. <laughs> that actually would very likely. Me. It wouldn't shock me. <laughs> yeah. I gotta move fast. All right, let's go. Let's get through this. Um, speaking of number seven, Mason Crosby goes west. Uh, his wide receiver room is incredible, and his RB room is the worst in the league. So, if you have an RB. Um, Mason Crosby goes west is definitely someone that needs the help. Shit. All right. I'm, I'm getting ideas while we're talking here. I might have to trade him a running back for Addison. You right. absolutely should do that. This is one of the worst running back. Like, Brandon, I think somehow somehow you weren't insulting enough at that running back. That is truly abysmal. Uh, glad he swooped Kareem Hunt after I dropped him. Um, <laughs> but, oh, my God. Game changer. Game changer. <laughs> It's just a lot of Roshan Johnson. Taj, I mean, Tajay Spears has been all right. Yeah. No, take <laughs> he doesn't get in He's the had end one zone. good week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what the salt on the wound is? He picked up Kyron Williams like the day that we drafted. Yes. And dropped yeah, him before week one, and now I have. <laughs> yeah. You made fun well, of it. It could have been his RB one. <laughs> yeah. But like he has Addison, Gabe Davis, Calvin Ridley, Hill, and Devonte Smith. And Devonta Smith might be the worst wide receiver of that group this year. Yeah. A.J. Brown's finally getting his uh, his his meals. Yeah. It's just crazy. Like, how has no one traded him? How has he not made any offers for running backs? He doesn't know how. <laughs> <laughs> it's so rude. <laughs> so rude. Meanwhile, Gabe Davis is over here basically a wide receiver one. Does it make you mad, Dustin? No, because I got Brian Robinson instead, and I really like him. That's fine. I'm gl- I'm happy for Gabe. I'm happy for the babe. The babe. Any other thoughts on uh, Mason Crosby goes west? Also, great team name. It really is, yeah. Very, very good. Great picture, too. Um, Just props for taking Tyreek Hill. I, I wish I picked him instead. <laughs> God damn it. You were so excited. Um, all right. Moving on to number six, Coitus Martin. I have to admit, Josh Jacobs was a good keeper. I did not think he would be. I thought that was a mistake, but he has been a very solid running back. Um, and my other note is just poor Achan. Really oh. was electric running back that would have, I think, set Coitus up really nicely. And now he's just back to being kind of mediocre, unless Jonathan Taylor comes on. But even with that, Rashid Shahid is starting for him. So <laughs> that's what I was going to ask is how do you guys feel like that backfield is going to look like with Taylor and Moss? Do you think that's going to be a 50 50 split or do you think Taylor is going to take over the lead role eventually? I think he has to. They paid him so much money. He's, he's way too good, too. Yeah. Well, I think they'll just very slowly ease him back into it because clearly they don't need to rush it with uh, Moss doing so well. So mm-hmm. I think Moss for the next couple of weeks is still startable but i think taylor will eventually get fully healthy and take over i also want to shout out coitus with jake elliott the number one kicker in the league by a country mile uh so tim should trade a 10th round pick for him yeah he was a year too early he gave him all that shit and he was just a year too early yeah so shout out shout out brian elliott was an inspired pick 
Do you think Dak saw that he was labeled as a mistake on this team, and that's why he's been so shitty this year? <laughs> no, I think I, it just sucks. Yeah, I think he's just Dak Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> it feels it feels so weird, like making fun of someone who could just beat me to death, <laughs> like just absolutely destroy me. I don't know, man. He went under because he wanted that huge Looney Tunes tattoo on his. <laughs> Leg, did you see that? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you had to get put under anesthesia. Like, take it like a man. Yeah. What a bitch. <laughs> He's coming for you. <laughs> Hope he listens. Maybe that's how we get uh, famous. Yeah, but Rashid Shahid as a, a flex spot. I don't really know what to do with that. Any other thoughts on old Coitus? I want to see him do well this year. I want to see him make the playoffs. I want to see him make some noise. Right, but after this week, though. Yeah, after this week. Certainly. No, I don't. I don't want him to do that because uh, I think it's him versus me for the final playoff spot in that division. Just moves us nicely into the sloshed Sicarios. Nice. Um, nice. I love C- run CMC. He's just incredible. He is a cheat code. I don't understand how he's not getting paid as one of the most paid players in the NFL because he's one of the best players in the NFL and it's stupid. The running backs don't get their due. Um, and my only other note is I dropped the doctor of love and I am going back to all in on Burrow. I mean, that was good timing after his last game. Oh my God. Yeah. I think the, the pumpkin or what struck midnight, whatever it's called. <laughs> the pumpkin struck midnight. The pumpkin struck midnight. A, a quote. I'll never let you live down. <laughs> <laughs> Still think it's right. Wait, that Brandon. Just while we have it here, uh, that's a good episode title. Yeah. Uh, uh before we pumpkin. Str- I like, that is a good episode title. <laughs> I like. I'm it. gonna forget by then. It kind of like embodies my fantasy team. I think the pumpkin has struck midnight on them, so it kind of encapsulates the whole vibe of the episode. And it's October, right? That's right. Oh shit! It's a great title. Great title. Great title. You're great welcome. Title. Doing your job for you. But uh, great floor with your running backs. Obviously, um, but I really like your receivers too. As we talked about, Ayuk is great. Metcalf has looked good at Lockett's expense. Uh, I I was not a Drake London fan when you first drafted him, and he really proved me right week one. Um, but you know, we're moving up a little bit. We're moving up. Um, so <laughs> so it could be worse, man. I think I think you definitely have a great opportunity for a playoff spot as a first round exit. <laughs> I think that is where I'm headed. Yeah. That's all you can ask these days. Right? Yeah, it really is. I know. I feel like between London, Downs, and Reynolds, it's just going to be heartburn mm-hmm. every week. Do you um, feel good about Pollard so far? It's, it's kind of. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't. But he is RB11. So, like, he's yeah. technically an RB1, but he's just been fine uh the last two weeks he's been particularly not good i didn't realize his snap percentage is like below 70 every game which yeah. is kind of surprising hmm. yeah and not being able to run on the new england defense i was a little well i guess it was because they were crushing new england and yeah, took everyone were. out so yeah we'll see what happens against the chargers i think that's going to be whether or not i'm going to start to panic on him a little bit well if you want to if you want to sell sell low let me know <laughs> <laughs> no i want my first round exit <laughs> go out with dignity <laughs> yeah i want to make the playoffs 
I want to make the playoffs. Ugh. All right, any other thoughts on my team? Poor Joe Burrow, right? Ugh, yes, get it together for fuck's sake. Nah, he's good. I think this is. I think he turned around. I bet he was hurt, and now he finally looks. He definitely him. was. Oh yeah, that ham. What was it? His hamstring that just probably was lingering. And also yeah. his line. Like every time I watch Bengals games, Joe Burrow is on the ground. Like that line <laughs> is so bad. So bad. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I hope you did. We'll see you against Seattle. That'll be a good game. I would watch a lot of that. Um. All right, number four. Probably could move up to number three. I'm interested to get your thoughts here on, on three and four, because I think they're grouped together. Uh, four is Gronk smash. David Montgomery has combined for 61 points over the past two weeks. Um, Dan Campbell, I think I saw today, said that he is a bell cow running back, so too bad for Gibbs. But the only downside I could find on this team was Christian Watson, I think might be one of the worst keepers um, so far this year, but obviously plenty of time to turn that around. He has not looked great. But you know who has looked great? Is B. John frickin' Robinson. Great first round pick. Dude, did you see that the catch? overhead camera? Oh, insane. Of the catch is incredible. Yeah. And our last pod, I was pooing on Mixon a fair amount, but he's actually been pretty solid, uh, especially, especially impressive considering the Bengals offense had some, had a rough start. Keenan Allen is a guy I didn't, I did not think was going to be doing very well. Oh. My lord, he looks good. <laughs> oh my god! It turns out when he can stay healthy, the man's pretty good at football. <laughs> what? I saw a stat yeah. that was like going back to when he got healthy at the end of last year till now, he's the wide receiver one overall. No fucking way! What? That's crazy. Yeah. Like if you count, yeah, the week since he came back from that uh, long injury last year. Um. Yeah. So he's uh, pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and Hollywood Brown, wide receiver eleven so far this year he's just a great yeah. floor 17 points you can pencil him in that's what dan's week. team is it's a high fucking floor man like yeah mixon is exactly what we thought he was 10 to 15 every week without fail but now he's getting etienne instead of mixon oh my god So etienne yeah. is gonna be he's gonna have Bijan, montgomery and etienne as his running backs yeah. i i i love i love this team <laughs> i'm looking at it and i'm like god damn i wish i had this team it's just, yeah to answer your right. question i put them at three over yeah. Wario. Yeah. Although, although Wario does have Pacheco going this week against the Broncos, so that's a guaranteed fifty-point <laughs> game for him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Adams has been hurt. Are, are we? Are we done with? Are we moving? I don't know. I, yeah. I'm, I'm confused three. now with the three-four. <laughs> uh, who would you? Okay, we'll do it after. Uh, number three is up to Wild Wild Wario's Puka Nakua. I think has to. Also, that just sounds like like a cartoon character. Mm-hmm. Some, like a sound a cartoon character would make. Puka Nakua. Puka. Puka Nakua. <laughs> this is good content. This is this is this is great. <laughs> to to reward our listeners who gutted it out for an hour so far. <laughs> Puka Nakua. Let's bring you the good Puka. stuff. <laughs> Puka Nakua. Puka. Don't worry, we can just host it on X, and then we'll get a lot of engagement. Oh my god. But do you? Would you now keep Nakua over Wilson? Yeah, if yeah. fucking Zach Wilson's the future, absolutely. Isn't that crazy? But it's just wild to me. Ugh. Also, the value for Puka is going to be so much higher. It's one round higher, but yeah. Oh, whatever. That is higher. I'm not wrong. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. Eat my ass, Dustin. And then I just don't personally think George Kittle is going to last. Uh, talk about a man that can't stay healthy. Yeah, I mean, he's 
one of the most boomer bus players of all time. Um, so you're going to get your 30s and you're going to get your twos. So have fun with that. Don't worry, he's got Higby on the bench. So he also fine. has Chubb. Is Chubb done for the year? Yeah. Did you see that oh, leg? Did you see it? He almost yeah. lost his career. My God. <laughs> I thought the leg was detached, like for real. Like, why? Why is he on his IR slot then? It's hard to let go. It's hard to move on. Yeah. The uh, note in Sleeper is uh, he needs second surgery. Jeez, that poor fucking does. guy. Yeah. God. This sport yeah. is terrible. I know. <laughs> why really... do we? Why do we like this? I don't know. <laughs> It's it's pretty. It's a lot. It is the closest thing to gladiators we've had since. The I Rams was team. just thinking that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is dope. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking badass, man. I take back everything I said. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we love it. Um. So yeah, you would put Gronk Smash ahead of Wild Wild Warriors. I would. It's I tough, know, man. It's very close. It's very close. Kamara has been awesome. I think Dan's team, uh, to the eye, is more fun. Like I love. Like Justin Fields, I know he's not good at his job, but is fun to watch. And then <laughs> Bijan, obviously incredibly fun. With ETN, incredibly fun. Keenan Allen's awesome. Montgomery, who I would have said is one of the most boring players before this year. Like on the Lions, it just seems like he's unlocked. I just think the ceiling for Dan's team is higher than Mike's, but Mike's floor is incredibly high. So there you go. Mm. Isn't that the opposite of what Jeff said? Jeff said Dan's team oh, is really? a good floor. That's funny. Right? Yeah, I think that really emphasizes the fact we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> we don't know how houses work. <laughs> houses are hard. <laughs> uh, I, I'm glad Kamara's back and doing what he should be doing. Like, that makes me happy. It's just better with, like, those fun superstars are doing their thing. Yeah. Just a better product. We'll see about Adams. I'm worried about Devonte. Injured, 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 injured. He had like one amazing week and has been like decent otherwise. Well, Jimmy G's blows. He's yeah, so bad. that's true. What was that? Did you say 58 to the mic? Oh, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I missed that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's great. What was it, Jeff? Wait, what was it? Explain that. So he 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 was calling like uh, I forget I forget who they played last week, but he was calling out the mic, like the linebacker who's coming to blitz. Yeah, and he was like, "Fifty eats the mic." No, maybe not. <laughs> Incredible. Were the were the Mannings watching that and like, God damn it? Oh, I wish they were. Oh. I wish they were. They're the best. I love how mad they get. <laughs> <laughs> like all the stuff with uh, Zach Wilson. They're just like, no, I don't think he throws again. <laughs> he shouldn't <laughs> so I think those two like great teams uh, number two I have is the new Asgard Kings I don't really understand how this team is 5-0 and Adam Thielen is a wide receiver one I don't know what year this is and <laughs> I, I personally just continue to think Alexander Madison is one of the most overrated running backs I thought it all last year and all offseason and I feel like he's proven me right yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I would put Mike and Dan's team ahead of uh, Nick's in terms of power. Because at first mm. glance at Nick's team, I am unimpressed with like the names that I'm seeing. But they're all like obviously outperforming their draft capital. Like Christian Kirk, Jacoby Myers obviously has been a pleasant surprise. You mentioned Thielen. Um, Swift obviously severely outperforming his capital. So I think he's just getting a lot of players at their prime and i don't know if it's going to hold up and i think once one or two of them gets injured or falls back to earth uh, his team might bottom out a little bit so i put him 
I'd put him in the power rankings at four. Wow. Five and oh. I think there's a case to be made for that. Um, I just feel like with Nick's team, there's not like, not, not that Mike and Dan have glaring issues, but it feels like he's kind of solid across the board. So it's, so I feel, you talk about floor teams. I feel like this is the one that like, I feel comfortable that assuming barring injuries, as you said, that like, he's going to be the, he, he's, he's going to be a safe bet to compete every week. And I love the Myers pickup who's outperforming Devontae Adams. Uh, Garoppolo loves him. Um, and Thielen turning the clock back, baby. I love it. I don't understand. <laughs> if I were him, I would try to your point to, uh, I would try to unload Madison at any way possible. Um, I just don't think the Vikings like to run and he just hasn't really looked really good with the chances he's had. I agree. But yeah, I mean, this team, I played him last week and I was like, Oh, I'll beat him. I'll finally, you know, stop him from going undefeated. And then uh, his team was just good all day. There was never a moment where I was like, Oh, his team's falling apart. It was just like consistent points every minute. And sucked yeah i mean we said after the draft that we thought he played it super super safe and we said that as it was a bad thing in retrospect it seems like that was a very smart thing he's just got like you said jeff the highest floor in the league probably and that's because he played it safe and didn't take massive swings and it's really paying off (laughs) yep um but the team that's really paying off is the one that i hate pronouncing the most and that is aman nom 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 um I just love the harsh transition of Joel being a running back guy for so many years. And now he is just a hard wide receiver guy. Something switched in him. Um, but that wide receiver room, I think I said earlier that I thought uh, Mason Crosby goes West had the best wide receiver room, but I was wrong. Um, it is this, this room, uh, Stefan Diggs, the sun God and AJ Brown together is just incredible. And, I just can't believe the hype that Gibbs didn't get. It's kind of, it reminds me of Swift last year with the Lions, where everyone thought Swift was going to be awesome. And Mm -hmm. then Jamal Williams ended up being the one that scored more of the fantasy points. Mm -hmm. So I don't understand what the Lions do with running backs, but they're a fun team to watch. And this team is stacked. Yeah, this is the clear number one. Um, and I really wanted Gibbs, so thanks, Joel, for sniping him from me. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, still, his running back core with Mostert and Cook is, like, nothing to sneeze at. Logan Thomas has started to get more production. He had a great week last week. This team is fucking – I mean, the running back situation on his bench is not great. It's bad. Outside, yeah, unless Gibbs starts to, like, actually show up, but, like, having to rely on, like, Cam Akers or – uh, Jalen Warren is probably not going to be a ton of fun. I would look to make some moves there if I was him, but that starting lineup, man, what else is there to say? Yeah, I mean, it's the best starting lineup in the league, I think. But I think this team is a little bit of a house of cards. I think, Ooh. like I said, it's a long season. I would be shocked if Diggs, A.J. Brown, and Amon Ra already was out last week. Mm-hmm. I'd be surprised if they all last the whole season. And like you said, Jeff, if he loses Mostert to injury, which is very likely, or A-Chan comes back and Mostert becomes more of a bench role, who's he going to play in there? Gibbs? We haven't seen it yet. So I don't know. I think there's potential for this team to get brought back down to earth a little bit as the weeks come come along. So 
I I really think Kevin bailed too early. I think our division's too close to have given up on already. I, I totally agree. So we'll see. It's a great team now, but I think depth might be an issue. We also haven't seen a Jared Goff goof game. You know, like I haven't seen a game where he's thrown three picks and looks utterly confused. Maybe that happens in Tampa or at Baltimore. I feel like it's probably at Baltimore. We see that. But Goff has just been incredibly solid this year, and I feel like that can't continue, but maybe I'm wrong. And I put $20 on the Lions to win the Super Bowl at the beginning of the year. So, Ooh, <laughs> Wow. What's the payout? I did bet them to win the division, so I'm going to. It's 300 and something. So. Nice. nice. But I, I, I put $20 on six different teams, and so, <laughs> so if, if any of them hit, I make money. But if the Lions or the Dolphins hit, then I make a lot of money. Whoa. And the Ravens. Those are the three uh, long The Dolphins is a pretty good one. Yeah, the Dolphins is a good one. I love that their coach is awesome. But yeah, I think this is this team is number one. So who would you have number one if you're saying they're a house of cards, Dustin? Well, I think right now it's correct. I think they have the most powerful lineup as it stands right now. Uh, I would put Mike and and Dan ahead of him in terms of depth. So I think those are the top three. And then Nick is number four. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, I agree that there's like a clear top four, but I would probably go Mike and and Dan, some one of them is one. They were one and two. Now I put Joel three, and then Nick four. That's that's where I would go. Mm. Mm. We'll see. That might be a horrible take. <laughs> it might age terribly. We'll see. <laughs> that's the fun thing about power rankings, right? I, as we are about to wrap up here, had a thought about the the, t- the trade block segment. Would it be interesting uh, to? talk about a player that's listed on the trade block and make a case for why you should trade for that player. That could be fun. Like we pick a player randomly. Yeah. Yeah. I like that idea. Just to try and drive. I, Dustin has a bunch of players on the trade block. That's <laughs> <laughs> my whole team. But I was also like, Dan has some, like, I feel like we don't highlight players on the trade block mm. enough. Um, and it might be worth doing a, a segment. It is called walk around the trade block. Yeah. Yeah, I like that idea. Who are you going to pitch, Dustin? Who do you think people should trade for from your team? Honestly, Justin Jefferson. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, <laughs> no, I know, but I'm just laughing because it's the well, biggest name. For example, if Joel, you know, he's 5-0, and he's probably going to go to the playoffs. If he wants to stash someone down the road that can help him win, especially if one of his receivers goes down, I mean, that's not bad to have Justin Jefferson in your uh, IR back pocket. Just saying. The other one I'll pitch is James Conner, who is also an IR, but it seems like his injury is maybe not as big of a deal. So I feel like that'll just be four weeks. I've got pretty good running back depth. Well, I, I did <laughs> before, they, before they all got hurt. But, you know, I'd be willing to dish out Conner if someone needs a running back uh, in the in the not-so-near future. I don't know, man. <laughs> that was... Real solid. Again, I'm selling them for cheap. This is a sell low. Get them while they're injured on a discount kind of situation. Is anyone going to trade for Tyler Boyd? No. Why Why would you? <laughs> especially, especially when T. Higgins is on the trade block. Why would you? Is he? Yeah, doesn't, doesn't. No, you did. I take it back. Yeah, so you could get either one of the bank. <laughs> Jeff. Jeff, you could get you could double up on the Bengals. Oh, good, that's what I want. <laughs> what if Chase gets hurt, Jeff? Don't you want T there? Don't to step in? wish that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. What are you talking about? 
I already had to sit through Eckler missing five weeks. You did. And I had Joshua Kelly that I kept trying to trade you, and he was awful. You're cracking me up. Fuck that guy. I was really high on Joshua Kelly. He looked great week one, and I was like, oh, nice. And then, nope, he was terrible. He was awful. Don't pick him up. That's my advice to the league. All right, that does it for a week five recap of this 2023 Rootinist Fantasy Football League in the world. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we hope you had fun, and we always love when Scotty Boy takes us away. Scotty, take us home. Cheap beer, boys. See you on Sunday. Oh, <laughs>